Olaf Ladies and Olaf Filterinos and ladies and gentlemen and Filterinos around the world. I thought, Mike, I was hosting. No, you're like... I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just out here real quick for a cameo. What would it... uh, Introduce me. You know what? Yeah, like, be be the voice of God and introduce the host of the show. Look, the way I got famous is that I would start intros at the same time as somebody else (laughs) that was actually supposed to do the intros. Uh, Hey, hey, it is. I think you're most known for that. Um, And so I did that because it's an anniversary show. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Mike Gravano. Yeah. Hello, oh, Filterinos and hello. Ladies and gentlemen, boy, wait, no, no. I did there's a, a delay. There's a delay. Oh, what happened? There's a slight delay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, how are, are you tonight? tonight? While, While we do the, the pop filter of the anniversary Every episode is somebody's first, and we apologize for that. But honestly, if you look at a show with hundreds of episodes, and one says this is the 11th anniversary show, and go, I'll jump in on that. That's on you, Brian and Des Moines. That's on you. And thank you. And thank you. God bless. I am your host and co-founder of your Pop Filter Microphone. With me is your producer extraordinaire and co-founder of Pop Filter, Ryan. Steve! Ryan, oh, Steve. Uh, uh, thank you so much. I thought we were never supposed me. to say your real name. Right. That is true. So if Ryan. Your name is wink. Steve, change it. Like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, none of you real life Steves, none of them go by Steve. None <laughs> of them fucking here, go dude. by Steve. Or Steve. Come on. No. Uh, white names suck. Just white male names. I'm your co-host. We're not here to talk about that, though. It will bleed out because all we are is white guilt. Uh, we don't have the drop pad tonight. It's too chaotic. We are going to do a bracket of movies of pop filter history from 2011 to 2020. Yes, it would have made sense if we did this last summer. We covered this. Go listen to the album. We covered so much of this in the album. So. Listen to our album. <laughs> listen to our album, girl. Mike and Ryan and Craig and Caitlin and Cassie and McKenna sing the blues. Uh, it was a big hit. What a smooth and chaotic co-host you are. That is who is with us tonight. Not only is it Ryan and I, we have Movie of the Year's Greg. Hello. Thank you for having me. And the Superhero Show Show is Cassie. Hello. And I, feel the, like I was just about to talk, and then you started introducing people. I mean, it's fine. This is weird, but I, it was uh, not enough voices overlapping. I mm. thought so. I was like, let's bring these polite folks in. Cool, cool. And representing the unnatural twenties is Caitlin. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> and books. Hey, I'm also here. Film. Oh God, Webster's <laughs> defined. Film defines Webster's yes. as. There's Webster, never been a Webster on film, is there? Webster the film, based on the TV show, is my favorite movie. Co-starring Ernest. Let's do the bracket. I learned he died on Instagram this morning. He died in the year 2000, so I can't be sad. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Can I bring up a, a age-old pot filter point? Hell yeah, points. I think that a lot of people think that the present is stupid, because the past was awesome. Hell yeah. And Wait. I'll let you finish before I support. Yeah, because <laughs> I was about to say Nazis are cool. Uh, I, I, uh, this bracket tonight is proof that uh, the filter of timelessness is always happening. Yes, it wasn't the fifth in the fifties and the sixties. It wasn't only great movies. All of those shitty movies were just forgotten, and we will never talk about them again. So it seems like they were great decades. Right? I cannot believe, and I haven't seen the bracket. You wouldn't show me, but you gave me whiffs 
Like you would wear certain colognes that yeah, were I was like at the representatively movie. of the films. Guess. I think the last ten years holds up with any decade in history. Is that crazy? No. Good. I I think I think the this show, uh, movie of the year, nay, Netflix taught me that that modern movies are also fucking dope, even when they don't include Jerry Seinfeld's B movie. I can't even imagine what it would be like to uh, go through the last 10 years and only see three movies. Like, that would be insane. <laughs> it is so weird how this episode so far is like any house party I've hosted where my wife and I open the door, welcome them in, and only talk to each other. We do not. We introduce the guests and then fucking don't look them in the eye at all for more than a second because they might think they can talk. Books, what do you look for in a movie? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> that was a big one. That, that I tend one. to look at plot and dialogue and then character development. Uh, and then after that... And action. <laughs> I'll usually look at three. the screen. Oh! <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's me, Greg. All right. I'm not going to be here all night. I'm out. <laughs> no, but Greg, other than uh, there needs to be a screen involved, what do you look for in a movie? Uh, the more I've done movie of the year, the the more I've gotten into really analyzing what shots are, like what makes a good shot, shot, shot how shot, you shot. can, there are some filmmakers that they just set up and compose a shot so perfectly that it kind of takes your breath away and it lets you know that you're in like the hands of a, of a mm-hmm. master. So I'm a lot like books in that I, you know, I'm always analyzing the dialogue and what people are saying, but it's recently that I've been like okay there's more going on than just the words right in this in this medium so what what other what else is being played with and i think in the last decade we have found that like that the boundaries are are less observed right than they have been previously and so what, what is a movie seems to like have more definitions than you know ever before what is movie what is movie i, I don't i don't want to make fun of you because i wanted to, these shows i'm going to try to get mushier in at least okay. the intros and then i'll be my normal dickish self uh, throughout the rest of the show you can uh, just do the first part you don't want that nobody likes when i'm vulnerable uh what i've loved about doing shows with you greg is i did not know that people our age could have the new excitement that you've shown for (laughs) movies i am jealous how you fucking motored and fall in love with every year and just Uh like how to watch movies and it's it's dope as shit and every time I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. Like, and even though you've said, here's my step by step how I do it, I'm like, I don't know how to do it. And I never will. If I could tell a story about Greg, uh, about 20 years ago, maybe 25, um, Greg, who was super into books, super into TV, super into video games, right? Like, it's awkward for you to say he's super into books when she's here. <laughs> like, that is normally I'm you don't uncomfortable. Do <laughs> we gotta have to go to HR with this one. <laughs> he just likes how she she's always wearing like Kentucky Derby hats. You know? <laughs> That is dope. It's like uh, the lady from that new Resident Evil game. Greg was so good at stuff except for movies. Yeah. And Greg and I had a very serious conversation where he was like, I watched John Woo's face off and I'm done. That is it. <laughs> that is the pinnacle of theater. Not as wrong. I know it, you know? And so Greg and I would, after John Woo's face off, talk about books, talk about video games. But like he did sort of seem done with movies. Yeah. And then I would say over the last five years, he's like, fucking dude. You know how like they all have picture and sound. It's awesome. <laughs> have you heard of movies? These talkies. Caitlin, what do you look for in a film? So um, I'm the one with the big baby brain here. Um, who all you need <laughs> you to love do, baby geniuses. You I love boss love, baby. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say no. I'm going to put my foot down and say no. I did not like boss baby. Oh, um, you heard, you it, heard it here I first. didn't know I could respect you more than I already did. <laughs> I know. Here I am. I'm. I'm. So are you going to see here. the sequel? Janelle uh-huh. Monae, you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, but what I look for in a movie is just a fun time. Escapism is like a huge thing in the mm. movies. I'm not going to see something that's um, really going to make me try to think. I want to go see fun colors. And, and that, that's and the way sounds. I was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That, that's totally the way I was too. Like, I Oh, was Transformers like, 7? Cool. Yeah, because I... Re- just I, announced Rise of the Beasts. I Rise was, of the Beasts coming out next year, folks. I was in college and then in grad school and I was reading Brick. heavy books all the time. Your brain was already And so all I up. wanted from movies was just like something colorful and loud. And then... I got tired of that too, and I was just like, "Okay, then I don't want anything." Mm-hmm. I just want to stare at the popcorn ceiling and not think. Yeah, but now I, I read less yeah. challenging books, and because of Hell that, yeah. I need more challenging movies. And Greg coming to movies has been awesome because uh, every time he watches a movie that I've watched, and he will like start a conversation about it. I'm like, "Damn, yeah, I, I should be better at watching movies." <laughs> and then I talk to Mike, and I'm like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> <laughs> There's the spectrum. <laughs> is, is it? Uh, the escapism is it because the world is so dark that you fucking so don't want I mean, any of really that shit. Just very dark. I, I feel like it's so easy to go on any sort of social media on your phone or anything and just find just the darkest of things. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then and then if I want to subject myself to something, it's going to be something light and fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I don't know, animated like t- movies and stuff like that. They're fun. Ooh, little hint, something's coming later. I do, <laughs> I do have to say that if movies put them all uh, themselves all in a row on my phone, I just flip through them very quickly. I would watch so many more. Movies. <laughs> that's that's the best way to consume media. Back to you, Cassie. <laughs> and Cassie, now to you. Uh, I'm along the same lines. I don't read uh, big books on my break, so what I'm looking for is stuff that can't happen in the real world, and by that I mean like insane stunts, insane fighting moves. <laughs> like just, uh, I want to go into a different reality. I do, that makes sense. You, I know, in the world, Caitlin is the most kinetic friend I've ever met, uh, but like, in spirit, you are the most connected. There's so, there's something very like you're you're waiting and it's gonna launch and I'm pretty sure you could snap everybody in this room's neck and so that's what you want on screen is to yeah. see your true spirit. I've yeah. been training my whole life taking notes is essentially what I've been doing and I've <laughs> said like people have said you can't do it in real life but uh in my basement I can. But there, there's been multiple occasions where uh, I was like hey uh, Cassie I watched this uh, French New Wave movie that I think that you might like and Caitlin will text her and say like hey I filmed uh, me with micro machines like flipping them on a ramp and Cassie will text back I'm gonna go with Caitlin like, sorry yeah. I'm booked for the night sorry well, French New Wave is all about verisimilitude and this is what the real life is and almost an unscripted feel and that is what Caitlin brings with micro machines are they the same? and they smoke a lot of cigarettes so it's basically equal not uh, Caitlin the micro machine. The micro machine. Yeah, Caitlin would great. never. Yeah. She's not a fucking disgusting monster. Okay. Uh, okay. Ryan is French New Wave in a body. For good or ill. We... His lungs are very noir. <laughs> oh, it's sad he's going to die before all of us. We you know six. <laughs> Mike, let me interrupt you and say I'm, I'm fucking done talking about this. Oh. No, wait. I'll say one more thing. I'll say one more thing. Um, we do not need to uh, defend the last decade anymore. The bracket mm-hmm. will do it. Like, it's... People at home, you have no fucking clue how crazy this is going to be. This bracket is like two presidents ago, unimpeachable. <laughs> this bracket is like uh, peanut butter and jelly in between a grilled cheese. Sounds delicious, and it is. And it fucking is. Let's take a break, and when we come back, start these goddamn battles. <laughs> Fallen Hero Taylor's movie of the decade is Park Chan-wook's The Handmaiden, where the hired help and the woman who hired her weave a tangled web. The only movie with more webs? Caitlin's pick, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. 
How does a movie with no Spider-Man beat a movie with many Spider-Man? You know what, Mike? It does not. <laughs> I love The Handmaiden, but can we just be honest with ourselves right now? We're there talking are... about the winner of this goddamn <laughs> bracket. so many Spider-Man yeah. and Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Man. Some people say too many, and I've killed those people. <laughs> I think that, like, honestly, I think that The Handmaiden is close to perfect, where it's like, uh, we're going to play with genre, but not be, like, too cutesy. Yes. You know, we're going to, like, sit there. Greg, have you ever seen The Handmaiden? I just recently saw The Handmaiden in preparation for this. And one thing I have to say is, I don't know why you would listen to the show without seeing some of these movies, but... I'm so glad you kept talking. And I'm just like, I don't know why you would listen to the show. It's going to be hard to talk about this one in particular without spoiling elements of it. Because oh. what this movie really is, from the moment you turn it on, is not you're not quite clear on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the first half of it seems to be one type of genre. And then the second half really well, gets into... This, this is what I love about... Uh, 1975, the season we're doing in movie of the year, and so much of modern Asian cinema, and for at least the last 20 years, is like, fuck your genres, fuck your structure, we do what we want and we do it good so you'll enjoy it no matter what. But it's not just that, it's it's, it's making sure that we uh, cover our ass as yes. far as good, uh, okay, we're going to make a good movie, sure, <laughs> we're going to have good performances, blah, 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 we're going to have camera and lights, but also- What while, about action? While we're making this like perfect uh, story and like- uh, metaphors like you can attach any metaphor you want we're going to attach soap opera where you're like oh my god what is going to happen next and so many of these american movies that we're going to talk about forget that part look read the inch long words just read them i do think if you're closer to a mic so much of it dude people hate subtitles they're so stupid if you're closer to a mic than to a greg and orion I think The Handmaiden is a perfect stepping stone because it is a smart person's film but you'll be like, what the fuck's in that pit? <laughs> well, what's in that pit? What's going to happen right now? And it's not just a Shyamalan one twist. They're just like, oh, you think you knew the twist? Here's another one. Oh, you think you knew that one? Here's another one. They just go twist on twist on twist on twist. It's so fucking good. But, Caitlin, Into the Spider-Verse. Take it away, girl. Um, so Into the Spider-Verse, uh, it stars Miles Morales, which is a different Spider-Man than we're used to. And what? it's an animated movie. Who would have thought an animated movie would be up on here? I feel um, like it stars Jay Johnson. <laughs> that is. That's the person who steals the movie, right? <laughs> Who's that, that's Peter B. Parker. Oh, okay. And Nick Miller from New Girl. Um, and in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if that makes I, No, I, I love Miles Morales and seeing him grow. So I, I'm going to say no. I'm and that's no, right? dope Shamik Moore, right? Somehow, Jake Johnson just got kicked out of a bracket that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best Spider-Man. Remember, remember when Miles Morales says, it's just puberty? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It is so goofy and so campy. But and also Cassie, visually extremely visually interesting. Yes. And like almost right on the border of overwhelming. But like we are now like 30 years into everybody basically having ADHD. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. honestly, like it's a movie that moves at the pace of the average like uh, without mind. talking down to the audience like an ed ed and eddie i yeah. gotta update my references <laughs> <laughs> edward edward and edward 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 and edward <laughs> attorneys at law <laughs> i uh, i went from like a year before this movie coming out saying like this is the worst idea that i've ever heard like this is going to bomb to now uh having watched it five times like this time only focusing on the dad and like that oh my god with all of this other stuff going on with all these spider-man with all this animation Oh, look at this dad story. It's the fucking perfect movie. 
And honestly, I think in a way it deals with the origin of Miles Morales mm. and it keeps things really small. Yeah. In a way that's more interesting than a lot of what they did with Miles Morales or Peter Parker even in the comic book. Yes. Spider-Man always works better when it's like a small little story. And you know what, Caitlin? Let me ask you this shit. Does Greg have a fucking hoodie based on the handmaiden? <laughs> He does not. He does not. <laughs> okay. Absolutely that was a lucky not. guess. <laughs> it's just an octopus that you kind of zipper up. Oh, I said what was in the pit. Oh. Yeah. But one thing if we're talking about The Handmaid that is a little unusual is it is so much a movie about sexual exploitation. And it felt like the, the sex scenes themselves were sexually ex- exploitative. Can I, let me ask you a question. Because we did... Uh, Two weeks, three weeks ago, we did the album show, and uh, this came up when like there was two Fiona or two Kendrick albums. Uh, did watching The Handmaiden and what they were attacking make you like Parasite less? It made me think that that Parasite, like what genre is this fucking movie, mm-hmm. had been done before. I think Parasite does it better because, like Crouching Tiger, not that they're all Asian movies, but like Crouching Tiger introduced so many people to this genre. I think Parasite did that too. But The Handmaiden right. was there five years before, and even before he did Parasite, he did The Host, and The Host blends in. It's not like here's half. It's not split in half. Uh, like Parasite kind of is. He's like, hey, here's Abbott and Costello. Uh-huh. Oh, here's some soap opera. Oh, here's some terrifying. Like he's just like you never know what to expect in any scene. And I love these directors, like these guys and Edgar Wright or whoever, who are just like I can do every genre. Fuck you, bring it. Let me do it. Right. But the director of Parasite and the host actually can do every genre. Edward, I'm the Edgar Wright defender on this yeah. show, but don't fucking compare the two of them. It is voting time. Books. Uh, I'm gonna go Where with Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I'm letting you know right now. I could definitely just text you this later. Out of everybody else who hasn't seen this, you should watch The Handmaid. Yeah, I just hearing you talk about it, Great. I now need to see it. Yes. It's, ah, I love that movie. I really enjoyed The Handmaiden, but there were elements, uh, the, the, these sex scenes that which are really long and it, some of them are, are managed to be kind of beautiful, but in a movie about sexual exploitation of women, like that's what it's about at its heart. They also felt really porny, and it was based on a novel written by a woman, but the director is a man, and I feel like that is like blue is the warmest Mm -hmm. color style, like let's porn the hell out of this. And even if he meant that as a commentary, which I think that he probably kind of did on some level, and there's evidence of that, it's still weird. You still made really porny sex scenes right in the middle of this movie. Spider-Verse gave me no feeling of where I like had to check anything, right? right? My enthusiasm is pure. None of it's porny. No, it's a, and it's always a really <laughs> the good The only flat hand. It's 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 not even porny in the sense that um, you know, pornography being something that has no socially redeeming qualities. Right. This has many socially redeeming qualities. Uh and it embraces so many cool different styles. It's like I've never been so blown away by a movie as I was by Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and it's better than The Handmaid. Even Transformers 7? Even better than trans- that Transformers You're it now. where they all were d- doing Knights of the Round Table stuff. Even better than that. <laughs> Ryan? We don't have timelessness. Like, when we go, like, talk about the best movies of the 60s, and because, oh, that was so much better than the last decade, we don't have, we don't get to see who stands the test of time. So I'm sort of trying to predict that. And I love The Handmaiden. I think it is borderline per- perfect, but I think that Spider-Verse, in its way, changed movies forever. I think that uh, Lord and Miller, although limited in what they did for the movie, but I do think that they are like they're the new thing. Like if if they if they pick up trash, Hollywood should be like, oh, we should pick up trash. Have like, they done wrong? Like, do they have a fucking flop? I don't think so. 
I think, yeah, I think they're perfect. Um, I love Handmaiden, but with all the things that Greg said and how I think the future of movies is going to work, I think that Spider-Verse is the pick. Cassie! Yeah, I've uh, never wanted to listen to Handmaiden, and after hearing you guys talk about it, I still don't want to watch it, I mean, so, and I always want to watch Spider-Verse, so it's going to be Spider-Verse. It also has an eight-legged thing. Pretty rad, but it doesn't have, like, Spider-Pig, so I don't care. Most movies don't. (laughs) Well, there's one in the bracket that does. The Simpsons movie does. (laughs) Yeah. I should watch that movie again. I didn't like it. Caitlin, we're not talking about the Simpsons movie. I'm assuming you're voting for... Oh, I'm staring straight at him. It's Spider-Man. It is a clean sweep with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Does that fuck you up, Mike? Are you surprised? Or does that sort of like dictate how this show is going to go? No, literally every battle is going to hurt me Uh in its core. The Handmaiden was my favorite movie uh, of that year. It's so fucking good. That movie of the year, that like end of the season, was me, you, and our two wives. Yes! And I will never forget that. And Handmaiden almost took down the entire thing. Round one, battle two. Men and their animals. A tale as old as time. Who loves their animal more? Cassie's selection of John Wick and his dog? Or from 2020's movie of the year, Cookie and his first cow? Greg? <laughs> well, Cookie uh, Stan? The, this is the central question, right? Which is, um, do we understand men who don't just react to murder? Do we understand men who are also caring and nurturing and like appreciate life and are empathetic? Now and talk about First Cow. That's what is so beautiful about First Cow is that it's celebrating a different type of masculinity. John Wick is a a fun movie. It's a really good time and it is this matchup does a really good job of being like what are movies? They can be so many different things, right? But right. ultimately, when you do have to come in and judge them against each other, even though it's crazy to judge these two movies against each other, <laughs> it is it. fucking nuts. Like, that's it. It makes sense if you think about that. Keanu Reeves in real life Did is... Did you really shuffle or... Yeah. You re- okay, this, Keanu this Reeves is so much closer to Cookie in real life than he is Yes, that's to a good point. John Wick, yeah. Yes. But for whatever reason, he trucks in almost only violence. Like, his entertainment, that's what he wants to do. You know, violence is like... So when you learn the moves he has learned, I, I would also try to do that in my day-to-day job and that scene where like uh cookie was like uh my bathroom is dark uh i'm gonna make a candle for it this is my john wick like the connections are uh, endless. greg <laughs> god damn it it's not fair every time i say anything greg it's a point this is bullshit but like the, the i feel like recently we have seen more and more of an influx of women filmmakers and what we're getting what we're getting as a result of that are different types of stories yes and really expanding like what our understanding of of what we can what we can even have when we have movies and i I mean movies are new that makes sense that it took us this fucking long to see what women are up to (laughs) like everything is 130 years away from realizing (laughs) oh women oh you guys got stories and Uh, you know the best part is like uh you have a woman direct your film and then five years later she doesn't fucking rape somebody uh and then you would like nobody can watch your movie ever again or see flee the country and the merrimack studio comes in is like we realize you're not raping people is everything okay? Here's a couple hundred grand, maybe trains. Is there anything out. we can cover up for you? Anything at all? Like some Wick. bodies we can. So many people are employed just to cover up. So you got to <laughs> fix some shit. No bless oblige over here. Uh, John Wick is perfect and awesome and amazing, but and we fun. Get, we get fun. one every ten years, right? Like everybody's like, "Oh, do you guys remember action movies? Because they could be dope." Yes. And so then we get the John Wick. 
Uh, I think first cow, and this might be because we started in 1975, but I feel like first cow is like, do you guys remember what movies could be? Cinema. Of all time. Like how timeless movies work. How like how timeless movies work. (sighs) Keep talking. Uh, Don't keep milking that one. (laughs) (laughs) You're an utter disgrace. No, I guess I'll kowtow to my. But like uh, there is no uh, like movies have to be like this right now because it's in this decade. Movies can always be like this in any decade. We can always move at this pace and it will move you more than anything. Ryan, good point. Too clever by calf. Books. (laughs) I utterly disgusting. You're the one person. You're the one person I don't know how they might feel about action movies. John Wick, it's merits. I think John Wick is just very enjoyable. I love action movies. I think they're a blast, and you go and escape in them. So I, I just John Wick is a movie that I slept on for so long, and I walked out after watching it walked out of my living room uh and i was just happy like smiling because it's a it's a fun film and i think that checks a lot of what people are looking for movies mm. greg has this thing about fast and the furious where uh everyone greg knows is like oh my god that was insane and greg's always like yeah it's it's the <laughs> most greg has ever been a father <laughs> specifically my father don't you sort of feel like everyone is that about john wick like they don't want to say it's bad, so they're all like, yeah. No, John Wick fucking rips yeah. ass, man. Yeah, it's no Atomic Blonde. Sorry, I went there. I think that's a better movie. But Cassie, am I being rude? Am I wrong? You are. Being, like, the fact that you guys are calling this, like, classifying it as just an action movie is the rudest thing you've ever done to my face. <laughs> what else is How it? How is it about the Bolshevik Revolution? I, lo- I love action movies, but what else is it? It's, it's a story of love. And not just every time you see love in movies, it's about a relationship. But sometimes it's not like a human-to-human relationship. It doesn't have to be a romantic l- relationship. Sometimes it's you and your dog. And you would murder for that dog. And you know what? Sometimes you watch a movie like this and you just got to cuddle your dog afterwards. So is this closer to a dog's journey and a dog's way home and a dog's journey's Christmas? Yeah. I'm yeah. Kevin Costner and I'm a dog. <laughs> and do, you, do you think at all it's a little bit about how America wants to escape its own violent past but just ultimately can't do that? And so we keep just sort of falling back into our same violent ways? Do you think it's at all about like how uh, America is a bathroom that needs a candle and now there's a John Wick? <laughs> Ryan. Oh my God. That joke. Rules, Caitlin, John Wick. Are you for it? Of course, I'm for it. It's a man who loves a dog. Yeah. Holy shit! Based Look, on I just... know one thing, and these are some of my best friends, so I can say it. These bitches love dogs. <laughs> that is true. Oh my god! They do. Uh, Every yeah. time you turn around, they're just holding another dog. <laughs> we have eight dogs. What? <laughs> Follow their Instagrams. The other day, uh, Caitlin's dog uh, Nelson started uh, attacking my baby Parker, <laughs> and Caitlin ran over and was like, "Nelson, are you okay?" <laughs> Um, well, Parker fucked Nelson up. <laughs> based on uh, do, uh, talking about music and albums with these girls, I would say that they would kick first cow to the fucking moon as hard as they could. Ah! Yeah, because cows go over the moon. So that's where it that belongs. Oh, Greg, who are you voting for? Wait, what if you were a scientist, but all of your facts came from children's books? What if? What if? You know, what I like, you know what I like about John Wick? I'm a, I'm a closed captioning guy, and John Wick, when they do subtitles, makes it like a cool part of the movie. Hey, make subtitles a cool part of the movie like John Wick. That's really neat. 
But <laughs> wait, uh, is it subtitles like when he punches somebody? It says it's like boom, bam. Like, coming Whenever out of they're like speaking Russian, you get like cool subtitles. I, I don't know how else to describe. It's just it. Russian, man. But, uh, it's just in Russian. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a Cyrillic alphabet, my dog. Uh, Great, right. he knew Cyrillic. <laughs> but uh, it is giving points. Definitely <laughs> first cow. First cow is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And John Wick is a fun time at the movies. Books. I. I really, really need to see first cow. <laughs> uh, but based off of the descriptions and best, like based off of what I've read, I, I think I have to go to face first cow anyway. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay, Caitlin, before you vote, mm-hmm. so much of first cow is them. I know how you feel about food and how it's cooked in unconventional ways. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is these two sweetie pies cooking a like hunting in mining town the sweetest little delicious pastries it's oh, sweetie the, pies I, cooking I the like secret cakes and the secret ingredient it's love <laughs> well it's milk but Greg, well and it's it's stolen milk from that first cow but so caitlin correct yeah. did we do an utter pun yeah we did okay. we, we got you, a couple of those out what are you gonna vote and if you get a and a cow-based pun in here it will count for twice what no. No. <laughs> oof, oof ignore them <laughs> Oh, it's spectacular. Um, I'm going for I'm John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Cassie. <laughs> Cassie on the horns of a dilemma. Do you prefer cows or oh shit, that took me out like that. Cows or dogs? Okay, um, I've never seen First Cow, but to hear you guys' shows and your love for it, and uh, I just have to experience. So I'm actually I'm gonna vote for First Cow. Oh shit! Yeah, it did change the chemistry of the show. Where no matter what movie we're talking about, we're talking about First Cow. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I am taking it back. I am uh, utterly surprised. <laughs> I am. Yeah, uh, first cow like first cow made it dusty in the room when I watched it, and it's not because of any one particular point, but just like when it was over, I was like, <laughs> just that much sentiment in one film. Yeah, and just like uh, how we can do this, how this could be made, because I thought that I would have to watch a movie from like 1972 in right. order to see this. Uh, fucking Kelly Riker is the Kendrick Lamar of pop filter. Oh, Write it down. Shit. I said that Boom. makes sense to most people. We are going to take the quickest of breaks in your ears, the longest of breaks in our farts, and when we come back, your next battle. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening so far, and let me just tell you that everything ahead of this commercial is much better than what came before it. That's my guarantee. While I have you here, let me tell you about a website. It's called yourpopfilter.com, and it's everything you need that's related to Pop Filter. Everything Mike, everything Ryan, everything Greg, everything Cassie, everything is there at yourpopfilter.com. While you're there, go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark and do your shopping from there. That way, we get a little piece of the action and Amazon doesn't. Make sure you're also listening to everything that Pop Filter has to offer, which includes the Superhero Show Show, a podcast that covers every single TV show that's based on a comic book or comic book property, and Movie of the Year, where we sit down and try and figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. That's Superhero Show Show, that's Movie of the Year, and that's YourPopFilter.com. Rate, subscribe, review, bye! Round one, battle three. What captures humanity more? Malik's 2011 movie of the year intergenerational tale that encompassed the history of the goddamn planet, the Tree of Life. 
for 2013's movie of the year, Scarlett Johansson's alien horror, Under the Skin. Michael, may I start? I'll allow it. This is my final round. This is it. This one hurts. Have I said that every round so far? Because this one hurts. I don't think so. I don't think we were like, oh, John Wicker, first cow. <laughs> well, how, what's this going to do come, to our bona fides? Come on, guys. It's, it's no nobody. <laughs> uh, these are my two favorite movies of the decade. I cannot believe they're together in the first round. But it doesn't matter because there can only be one. Um, I will say, for me, I am trying to figure out. Because they're both like slow burns about yes. what it means to be human. But only one has a dinosaur scene. I'm trying to figure out, like, if that is that a feature or a bug? Here's what's hard because aliens are bugs uh <laughs> i've been a dinosaur kid since i was six but then did my mom rent all- i, I want to reiterate that means he's into dinosaurs not half dinosaurs. i was half <laughs> dinosaur since i was six or probably younger i learned how to read because of dinosaur books i've been an alien kid since fourth grade when mom was like you're sick i know you like aliens here's the three aliens movies <laughs> so i am who i am so it, it is these are the two kinds of sci-fi but is is it to be human to be like, here is a southern fucked up family? Or is it to be human to say, here's how normal Scottish men react to the real life Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> Which one opens up more to humanity? And who, and who is more human? The humans in the Tree of Life movie or the ant lady? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not even clear that she's an alien. She, might she just be, has a dark pit. Might be something else. Could be just an ant person. She's a who fucking alien. From, she could be an ant person. Hey, we've all had weird basements that do stuff to our physiology. Um, Recently on Movie of the Year, we started the thing where uh, the three of us are picking our directors, like to have in our crew. Mm-hmm. And I think this is sort of one of those. Like, these are nearly but definitely not perfect. Very flawed, very interesting, very slow movies. And I do think you have to go down. Like, which director speaks to you more about what it's like to be human and teaches you about right. the condition. You know, like, is it Malik or is it... Under, under the, the skin. skin. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Under the Skin. John Ryan. I feel like Tree of Life is what somebody would put forward as, like, what they think of as, like, a student movie in some ways. Mm, like that's, a, that's an insult. <laughs> but, yeah. but, like, so there are, like, a lot of scenes of just waves for a while or shots of waves for a while. Shots of, like, uh Glazer. Uh, but in the way it's utilized in Tree of Life, it really works. It is. It does not seem artsy fartsy. It seems powerful and a a mixture of music and really profound imagery. And I feel like what a lot of people say about Tree of Life is like, I'm not sure if I got that movie. And I feel like if you talk to them for two minutes, they 100 yeah, did. It would be like okay, they well, 100 we like, did. So many people are afraid of sounding dumb. And I think if I have one strength in life, <laughs> I do not care about sounding dumb. You just go dumb. for it, yeah. And it, it is just jump on that dumb grenade, and you got it. And that's the beautiful thing about art is nobody's going to be like, you're wrong. <laughs> but no, like, you're absolutely right. Like uh, When you watch Tree of Life, you're like, I didn't get it. Cause, and what they're saying is like it didn't uh, have like a three-art structure that I'm used to. Right. But what they're saying is I didn't get it because it's just like – Sort of washed over me and uh, <laughs> made me think about. Uh, I was like constantly searching for meaning, but never quite yeah, getting there, and, and like, really feeling profound loss and not understanding. I, totally oh, this why. guy watched the movie so hard. The whole time, <laughs> I couldn't focus on the movie because the whole time I was thinking about like what family means to me and what is the definition of family. And, but like, I didn't get it. Yeah. And if you don't get under the skin, I mean, it made me feel like a little isolated. A little cut off from the rest of the world. Like, Made me a little, question, like, I, like, am I even really human? What, and what does it mean to be What does be it human? mean to be human? <laughs> the problem, too, with Under the Skin is that no, uh, at no point did Scarlett Johansson look at the camera and be like, Under the Skin. Da, 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 da. Under well, the Skin. She is famous for not wanting to culturally appropriate 
anybody. So there's no way Even she would crabs? sing under the skin. Also famous for refusing to look directly into the camera. You yeah. can't make her do it. She's like, I've never heard of a camera, never will. <laughs> What's crazy, though, is if you watch on the skin, you, you will think this will never be accepted. And then Stranger Things. Like, it's now, like, iconic. It's now ripped off. Yeah. The the upside down, inside out is straight up. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Uh, And and this is a movie where, as a young man, I saw Ghost World and The Perfect Score. Love Scarlett Johansson. And then for years was an idiot. I was like, but she's not a good actress, right? And then I saw Under the Skin and went, I'm a fucking moron. I apologize. She is an amazing actress. Don't think it's great how she says she could play every role of every race, but still she's a very good actress. I sort of love that thing, though, of like we always reset after every performance and we're like, Scarlett Johansson sucks. Because what that means is that every time we watch a movie, we could be like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Yeah. She's fucking so great. Oh, remember her? Why isn't her in this bracket? Okay. It seems like maybe. story. Oh, shit. Caitlin. <laughs> yes. Do you want alien, not body horror, but like a thoughtful plotting? What does it mean to be human in Scotland? What is it like to get fed to a weird black pit? Oh, that's how I want to die. <laughs> or what is it like to define humanity perfectly? What is it like to define humanity perfectly? And there's what is it like to see Scarlett Johansson's butt? Because you do see her butt. <laughs> you do see her butt. But Brad Pitt is the angriest dad who never hits a kid. And dinosaurs. And a dinosaur. We're the dinosaurs on so little. It feels like it's rude to be like, and there's dinosaurs. But the cool thing is that every time Brad Pitt's acting, the dinosaurs are like, now, now, and they like try to come in, but they can't. What I like is because they were in the film with Brad Pitt, all the dinosaurs are also eating the whole time they're on screen. (laughs) (laughs) And they didn't CGI or practical. They went, they got that sap from the mosquito, made the dinosaurs film them. So, your vote? Caitlin uh, voting or what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my vote is for Dinosaurs is Tree Life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to know you will fucking hate both of these movies. <laughs> They're not fun, man. They're not fun <laughs> movies. They both hurt my soul in the best way. Cassie? They are super fun to talk about after. They're so fun them. to have watched. Yeah. Do you like horror, Cassie? Not so much. Shit. Okay, Shit, do you like bro. the horrifying humanity of real families where dads can't be dads? <laughs> Lou, you have my interest. Oh, shit. All right. What's your vote? <laughs> um, You guys made some good points for Tree of Life, but I'm an alien girl, so it's going to be under the skin. Oh, she is an alien girl. Ryan? I really do think that there was only one movie that I would pick over under the skin. I'm going Tree of Life, dude. I, really... I can't yeah. tell what's going to happen, Greg. I unfortunately only watched Tree of Life this morning. Yeah, so you'll have your answer in a month. I am yeah. trying very hard to process all of it, but I was like tearing up the almost the entire movie. Everything that he did that I would think sounds artsy fartsy if I were to describe it now instead totally works. Uh, the way he shows the parallelism of structures from like the 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 subatomic all the way to the galactic, uh, the way we are situated. Our human drama is situated on the same planet that dinosaurs lived on. Our human drama is situated in a universe that is expanding still and is so huge that we can't even comprehend it. And he shows us that like we're connected to all of that. We really are. It is a part of us and we are a part of it. And that was like a quasi-religious experience. Yeah. And so for me, I'm going Tree of Life. The other thing too is that like when you think about like long, boring movies, you think about uh, just endless frames of wheat blowing in the wind. And I think that people have learned from Oh, Malik you've seen Tans Malik. That that they add that so that they're good. Right. But when you watch that in this movie, you're like, oh my God, I love my dad. Like, <laughs> it's so perfectly placed in time. To, it's not just like to be artistic. Right. You know? Books. 
Uh, I'm going based off the plot, and I'm going to go with Cassie. It's under the skin. I would love to push forward the sci-fi movie. Uh, It is also one of my favorite movies of the last decade, Under the Skin is. But I think people often say, and this is not a dig, Greg, because I truly believe in you. I think people often say, this movie changed my life. But Tree of Life is one of those movies where I went. It definitely changed my day, right? I was like one guy when I woke up this morning. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Tree of Life is a movie that made me go, I've been watching movies wrong for so long. Because I do think both these movies are so good at being like, like you said, Ryan, slow movies are like slow. It's good because it's slow. And both these movies are like, motherfucker, we are slow because you have to think yeah. about what just happened. And we will not start doing anything real <laughs> until you are probably done thinking. Uh, I think this is Malik's best movie. I've seen a handful. And I know I'm I don't think this is the popular opinion, but I think he was an old ass man who finally did it right. It's Tree Light that moves on. Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> that is his favorite song. <laughs> he loves the bouncing souls and soccer. That's for two people. Thanks, Brian and Des Moines. Your support always means <laughs> Wait, so much to the us. The two people are named Brian and Des Moines? Des Moines. Brian and Des Moines. There are a couple. Couple of private They live in Savannah, Georgia. They're big fans <laughs> of what we do here. I mean, has any other movie made you think like, I love my dad, I hate my dad, I'm neutral on my dad? All at the same time? A lot of home videos. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to need your help for this one, my friend. Your fourth battle in this first round is Roma. Talk about it for a sentence, maybe. Roma was Alfonso Cuaron saying, you know what? This Netflix thing might be kind of crazy. And Netflix saying, we want a fucking Oscar so bad. Will you please come over and deliver us one? And he made... This is this is not a pick, right? This is movie of the year. We, this is a movie of the year. We oh, said yeah. Roma was the movie of the year. obviously, the year 2018. And uh, on the show, me, Greg, and Mike all said at the exact same time, we didn't watch it, but it's in black and white. And you know what? That's, that's how you win movie of the year. It's like, why would you be in color? Uh... Uh, Alfonso Cuaron had been for so long my favorite director. Uh, there's only one good Harry Potter movie. Um, Deathly Hollows number two. Goblet of Fire? <laughs> uh, no. Azkaban. Um, and uh, Gravity should have been like a uh, Universal Studios tram ride movie, but it was actually great. It's so dope. Gravity's rad. Uh, Children of Men, we have done... We wouldn't be here without it. Movie yeah. of the Year has done <laughs> Itu Mama Tambien. Like... <laughs> Alfonso Cuaron is Hall of Fame bound. He, yeah, he is on the sly pop filter director. And with this blank check, he was like, "Am I talking too much?" But it's me, a it's a long intro, brother. But a long let me sentence. say this in like, there's a lot of commas sentences. and semicolons in your one sentence. So that's what I appreciate. That makes you smart. Uh, yeah, you're with, an English teacher. With his blank check, he did not make Gravity too. He was he like, blank "I'm going to make a pseudo documentary about uh, like how the class system works in Mexico." And I'm going to make it long, and I'm going to make it slow, and I'm going to get you in there. And it definitely won movie there. It, and he made him, the character that represents him, kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I'll always appreciate that. It is up against another pop filter movie of the year, because that's actually, that's most of this bracket. 2014's, <laughs> and it's rare that, we all love sci-fi, and I think we're afraid of it, so we're afraid to push them to winners. Under the Skin did not win versus Tree of Life. Ex Machina, which is... A lot of people in the world were like, I love Oscar Isaac. 
And he's like, oh, do you think you do? Here's how I dance with a robot. Yeah, and did dude. the best fucking choreographed dance in the last 30 years. When was Singing in the Rain? The last 50 years. That movie was trying to say so much, and I don't remember shit. I remember that dance. I'm totally fine how many movies say, are we human? What is it to be human? We've actually talked about it tonight on this show. Are we human? Or are we dancers? And uh, this movie says, I think it's better to be human because <laughs> the dancer is a creep. <laughs> did Mike take... Alex Garland in the draft? Is he, yeah, yeah, he, he spot, yeah. Right? Annihilation got that. And he is also the writer for 28 Weeks Later, which I am a fan of. Other sure, people yeah. are less of one. Alex Garland. I would have just not said any of that last part. <laughs> Alex Garland has this way of shooting just a landscape that is so challenging and so spooky. And I think he does a trick. I think he does a lot of composite landscapes. So, like, they're not actually physically in the world. But he puts them together like with a computer to make it look. Oh, like. they can do that now. I think they can do that now. But whether he does that or not, <laughs> he can show you like a cliff face, and then you're like, "Oh no, what's going to happen near this cliff face?" Yes. And I think that that is such an interesting power that he has, and he uses it in Ex Machina, and it's mirrored in the way in which this guy who is supposed to figure out, like, would decide whether or not this the Turing test, right? yeah, whether or not like. Even knowing ahead of time, he's going to see right. figure it out. He becomes convinced himself that, that he is potentially an android and cuts his arm open. Wait, I know what kind of movie I'm in. I might be the android. And I have to say, the movie earns that. That's the yeah. craziest thing you could possibly do, make somebody think that they're really an android. And it happens. And you believe it because of Garland. I don't want to insult Domhnall Gleeson. Is this Domhnall Gleeson? Yeah. Because uh, I think he's a far better actor than Jeremy Who, Renner. I but, will say he's the only member of the Pop Filter Hall of Shame. We just put him in there and made him... Sick. Jamie Renner? No. Domhnall? Domhnall Gleeson, yeah. Domhnall is somebody who Hollywood Domhnall. keeps saying, like Renner, he should be a star, he should be a star, he should be a star. And it w- in this movie, I'm like, I get it, which makes me think it's Alex Garland, not Domhnall Gleeson's talent. Dude, Alex Garland made an incredible movie and directed the shit out of it and like did shots, right? Like That's yeah. what you're into, shots. Yeah, oh, shots. Whoa, whoa. Film shots. But his best thing was uh, casting Domhnall Gleeson, where you're like, I should be rooting for this person. Yes. I can't. You know what? I just fucking look at him. I Can cannot. everybody die? I do think he's in the class with Ari Oster. And I think Ari's just a little newer where they're both like, oh, you think my genre is dumb? <laughs> I'm going to fucking make you think because horror and sci-fi used to be the cutting edge of philosophy and humanity. And I love it. This makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Ari Aster as like your least possible director crew draft. That, that makes sense to me. My least possible? Like, yeah, I'll like, never get him? Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys are going to dick me over? Because he's awful. But uh, as much as you I love... like his Alex, movies. <laughs> Alex Garland... No, I do, but I don't... I think that you see through them in a way that I don't. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex Garland was the most painful thing when it, when he was drafted. Like, that yeah. one hurt the most. It's Alfonso Cuaron. And I do think that he fucking... Tokyo drifts around this guy. Like, yeah. Ryan is arguing to the fucking voters right now. I <laughs> know what he just keywords, did. Keywords. You know what? Ex Machina is going to, in the end, be Alex Garland's like fourth or fifth best movie. Yes, absolutely. But Roma is going to be Alfonso Cuaron's best movie. Opus. And probably in the next few years, like reckoned to be better and better and better until finally people are just like, I think that's like one of the best movies ever made. The other thing too is that Ebert once said that uh, uh, Roger Ebert, right? Uh, oh, Roger I thought Ebert it was my said, neighbor, uh, Craig Ebert. <laughs> uh, that uh, a master can't make a bad movie. Like, maybe it didn't work, but it's still great. Yeah, we all saw Azkaban. Uh, I don't know if Alex... Uh, as much as I love his two movies, I don't know if Alex Garland is a master. I think Alfonso Cuaron is a master, and he cannot make a bad movie. And Roma is nearly perfect. 
Yeah, is his name enough up there with like the Kubricks, the Spielbergs? I cannot believe the... we did a full round of director draft and he did not get picked. Well, there's a lot of directors, man. And your picks alone. I don't want to compliment you. You made me furious. And Mike, you picked Woody Allen and Bill Cosby. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we need to talk about Look, off air. Have you yeah. seen um, Bill Cosby's fucking... There's some gray area there, though. <laughs> Theo! The Turns out there's some questions. Pops, I had a little brother. You, uh, in we'll the movie you. director draft, you picked him because he directed... The Pudding Pop commercials, yes. <laughs> okay. okay. So Around these about. halls, we call him the Pudding Rapist. Books, are you voting for Alfonso Curran's Roma or Alec Garland's Ex Machina? This one's an easier pick for me. I'm voting for Roma. Smart. I hate it, but smart. Greg? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's pretty easy for me. Roma is like top three movies I've ever seen for me. So I would definitely Roma. Caitlin? Ex Machina. Yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> Cassie? You know what? Ex Machina. Ryan? Uh, I like, going back to what were we talking about? Oh, uh, first Movies. Thanks, <laughs> 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 for those at home, Greg is just holding a cue card that says movies and furiously pointing at it. Um, this goes back to First Cow uh, and the 1975 season of like, yes, it's it's Roma. So I love Alex Garland. It's Roma. I will always try to just like go to the tilt for genres. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think Ex Machina is. But what's weird is your favorite uh, genre is drama. You're like, give me those dramas. Let's find. <laughs> Where's that dramas. good wife fat? Yeah. Where's just, that good wife fat? Not just drama, but drama, drama. <laughs> we miss you, Derek. Uh I think this is one of the best sci-fi movies of the last 20 years. Sure. Uh, if not the. Uh, Roma's not a sci-fi movie, but cool. Roma's not a sci-fi movie unless you don't believe that war happened. And here's what I'm here to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I do think Kieran has not talked about enough. The, I'm not voting, actually. This is just clearly going on. I'm just trying to say the eulogy for Ex Machina. Go watch it. Also, go watch Roma. It fucking it, it, it moves on. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, more battles. 2019's movie of the year took the world by storm, and it was one of the few times us at Pop Filter went, world, you are right, and we are also right. It's Parasite. Like, slam dunkiest movie, or slam dunkiest year of all time? Yeah. I saw it in theaters and went, oh, shit, this is going to win. And then months later, I was like, oh, shit, Pass Mike was so right. <laughs> I have to say, I'm glad I hadn't seen The Handmaiden ahead of time, because like now knowing like that there's another movie, and I'm sure there's other examples, but that there's another movie that did the same kind of like genre fuck up in this, mm. I had no idea that this that, that Parasite was going to just like go through all these different genres, all these different feelings. And the best marketing, because they didn't fucking tell you. Like, you're yeah. like, I know something's weird, but I, rich people are weird? There's <laughs> some idea that it might be a little creepy, yeah. but there is, there's, like, there's like a 10 minute period in that movie before the maid shows up again, where right. you're like, there's going to be a monster or an Okja or <laughs> right. a ghost or something in here. It is up against Mike Gravano. I've heard this guy is very handsome, very smart. His pick, <laughs> 2014, I believe, 13 probably is right, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, so if Tree of Life versus Under the Skin was my battle, this one is... The actual, like, this is the actual it, finals. I don't want it to be right now. Yeah. It hurts so bad. These should probably be the two final movies. These two movies are like, oh, you fucking like movies? Here's a goddamn movie. It does everything you need a movie to do. <laughs> and they are the, it, it is the perfect pair because Parasite is like, uh, 
I don't watch a lot of movies. I'll just watch this stupid movie. Oh my god, it's so crazy. I didn't know movies could be this good. And then Fury Road's like, oh my god, thank god. Movies could just be driving around and it like I still like it and it's fine. And even I do think like John Wick would not exist. So many movies wouldn't exist without John Wick. I don't think John would, would exist without Fury Road. I'm so sorry, Mike. I hate to interrupt. Please. No, you don't. It's your favorite cut. <laughs> but when you say John Wick, do you mean the Keanu Reeves movie or do you mean where you take a candle into the bathroom? Look, the power's out sometimes. You gotta have a candle. You better light it if you want to see your poop float. Uh, second question. Yes. How many more times do you think I could do that on this episode? I want it all the time. Okay. Even I'm a, yeah, I'm going to do it so much more. People are like, you always act annoyed when Ryan does his Ryan thing. I'm like, but you know, we've been friends for stupid long, right? Like, screaming should... at each other is their <laughs> love language, okay? It's the only language I ever learned. What you should say to those, these people, whoever these people are, is, you're annoyed. I love it. Because they're very annoyed. You're Cassie, annoyed. You're annoyed. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, it is just a 90 minute plus action movie. But it is also very smart, has some shit to say without ever getting in the way of the 90 minutes of fucking driving. Directed by a goddamn 81-year-old man. Is he going to live to do Furiosa? Hell yeah, dude. All right, I like he's, Greg's optimism. He's never going to die. The first person who's going to live to be 150 has already been born. And it's George Miller. I believe it's going to be George Miller, <laughs> just so that he can give us a new movie. It's a bummer that the world got Zack Snyder's Justice League and not George Miller's Justice League like we should have. If George Miller texted you right now and said, I need 20 of your years. Yes. Yeah, you would do and it. I would die five years ago, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. I know when it's happening. It's totally fine. It is. Uh, I know I have a reputation on all of the podcasts in our history that I'm like, isn't it crazy that I cried? And everybody's like, no, you cry yeah. at everything. Yeah. But isn't it crazy that I bawled during Mad Max Fury Road? <laughs> oh, great. I give that. One. I would say I give that one. Yeah, I would say absolutely not. Towards the end, they've been antagonists and helping each other and at the end like right before he thinks he's gonna die he's like by the way my name is max and i was like oh no wow. <laughs> but it's in the title you didn't already know that i just hate that name and it scares me and it makes me cry uh it, it made me ball and i went this is fine i'm glad i came to this movie alone <laughs> it's i i think it's everything a movie should be it, i think it hits the upper butt that we've talked about a movie of the year. I think it's the U-20s, what they say they want in a movie. Fuck. But it's up against Parasite. Somebody yeah. else talk. Well, the thing that's nice about Parasite is everyone agrees it's good, and everyone agrees that liking it makes you smart. Hell yeah. And so, like, because everyone likes Mad Max, too. Like, But nobody thinks that you're smart if you like it. The best thing about Parasite is anyone can just be like, obviously I'm an intelligent person with a good opinion, because I like Parasite. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a trendy movie or anything like that. Everybody just agrees. And I don't hate Chrissy Teigen. I'm more of a fan of her than a lot of people. But even people like her can be like, Parasite rocked my world and not understand the irony of it. Yeah. So you don't actually have to be smart to like the movie. <laughs> It'll just make you feel smart. Well, you always think it's about people who are way richer than you. Who's, Everybody like Who's richer than Chrissy? Yeah, that's yeah no, no. Like, we're all relating to the people uh, in the basement. And Chrissy Teigen is, I love that movie, Now I Know, to look out in my kitchen for people who climb up my stairs. So I shouldn't say my driver smells because he can probably hear me. Oh, and then she <laughs> put her fucking bare feet on the seat. Are you kidding but me then right now? Aren't we Chrissy Teigen to like what some people have in the world? Like we live in crazy excess compared to how like 90% yes. of the world lives. So like that's what everybody does. They all see themselves as the people in the basement. Nobody admits to themselves that they're the rich ones. Except for you, maybe Greg, how right you are. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is like I don't like that the villains won. <laughs> I fucking hate Jeff 
basis. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is where you can go to get all of your Amazon needs. Would it mess with the dynamic of this vote if it was just uh, three of us, Unnatural 20s, and Jeff Bezos? Like, how would that change things? Oh, what fucking movie does that? That guy doesn't want... He's like, I wake up at four. I've never seen a movie. Except you know for- what the worst part is? I would just be a fawning idiot towards him, I bet. <laughs> I bet I wouldn't say shit. I'd be so uncomfortable. Hey, Jeff uh, Bezos, too much money, man. Uh, back off. Instead, I would just be like, wow, that's really crazy. No, I know for a fact what he would say is... He would say, I'm a very busy person, but three movies on the entire bracket? Are you kidding me? That's insane. I bet he'd be like, give me your blood. We would, yeah. You seem like a Jeff Bezos blood I, boy for sure. I want your blood. We you would my not fucking blood, dude. You're gonna die younger. We would earlier. lock the door. <laughs> Take my fucking blood. And you're like, but I have to go to the bathroom. Shit. And we're like, you get it? You fucking get it, Jeff? You gotta go to the bathroom. And this is Weird. what parasite is all about. Imagine you couldn't. Jeff Bezos is basically a Morton Joe, except with better hair. <laughs> Agreed. I would like to say that my favorite movie of the decade is Parasite Fury Road, where that family just fucking bust ass. <laughs> so fucking cool. Is it time to vote? I think so. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump out there and say it's a little easier for me than it is for I guess most people in this segment. I'm a parasite like yeah, you are. Not oh. <laughs> I'm a parasite yeah, for life, baby. I agree. But opposite. Uh, we're, we're shaking hands. <laughs> oh, that's friendship. Pers- no, it is easier for me than I thought it would be because you you see it on the screen. You're like, oh, this is the this is the fucking battle. That's impossible. But when it comes down to it, it's Fury Road. Yeah, talking about it, Cassie, <laughs> yeah. the driver. <laughs> it's it's Fury Road. You are the wheel man. <laughs> she, if she's the wheel man, Caitlin, you're the blind guitar player who's just yeah. fucking. Flaming out. Yeah. That is the best compliment anyone has ever given to me. And <laughs> I thank you, Bloodbath. Um, it's Fury Road. Books, uh, you're the maid who's super allergic to stuff. <laughs> what do you want to vote for? Pretty accurate. Pretty sad. I'd go with Fury Road. I know, I know. Look, I don't know if you can tell listeners there's one person who's not physically in the room with us and she's going to die. She's a bubble person. <laughs> Fury Road. Fury Road takes it down. It is everything a movie should be. Parasite's an amazing movie. Go watch it. Should we? I mean, should we tell listeners that uh, McKenna is sitting in like a bath of Jamba Juice and having more and more like servants bring more Jamba Juice to the bath? Yes, you uh, did it. I, I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's fun making fun of her because lavender, the thing that makes everybody relax, will kill me. So <laughs> I just got it. You got to punch down. Also, what's weird about McKenna is that her servants uh, they will fan, and she's like, no. Reverse fan. And they look confused and then they have to do it back. Suck the air out of the room. I don't know how that works. Well, when somebody like McKenna asks that, you just start lower then. Because normally fan starts high, goes low. And they're like, I guess we'll start low, go high. Is that? In the whole reverse vein, uh, her servants will hold like a uh, 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 grapeless branch. And mm. she will spit grapes onto the branch. It's right. crazy. It's just in reverse, guys. The video's in reverse. <laughs> the video <laughs> is in reverse. I got the bit. Next battle is 20... I looked this up. I should do it right. 2015's movie of the year, Sean Baker's Tangerine, Ryan. You're not allergic to it. Neither is that made. If there is a Kendrick... <laughs> Right, like if there is a pop filter director, like there mm-hmm. is an artist, it is absolutely Sean Baker. Like he is, he only like makes movies very specific to the pop filter recipe. The problem is that in the history of pop culture, the, in the history of pop culture, there might be scientifically on paper better filmmakers, but he is our filmmaker. Yes, like he Kendrick. is ours. 
But it is up against 2016's movie of the year, fucking Moonlight. This, I said it last, I'll say it again, this is the hardest battle we've had, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough draw, I think. Uh, I had not seen Tangerine until recently. Shit. And it's one of these movies that has so much energy right away that you are sucked in, like, basically from the first shot. And then it just takes you from there. And it is, uh, I think, a very humanizing movie it shows people mm. oh dude yes in all their complexity with all their flaws and that's actually really refreshing like there's nobody who just seems quote unquote normal in this movie and there is no normal person in the world either <laughs> I, I feel like that like we watch so many movies that are like uh where we're like well i i never had the money to make my movie or i never had like the right story to make my movie this is the movie that proves, like, uh, get a camera, no matter what it is, go out and film your actors, and if you're good, it will be beautiful. Not, like, right. well-made or well-shot. Beautiful. beautiful. And this was, and we, we talked about this years ago when it came out, is it was a bummer that he filmed most of it on iPhones, because nobody talked about how it's a part of LA you've never seen, how it's a part of the human segment you've never seen. They were just like, filmed on all I, iPhones yeah, and it yeah, looks yeah. pretty good. It was I love Brian the, Regan was a dummy. <laughs> the, particularly with the part of LA you never see is someone who's like, okay, we got to go to this other part of LA. Let's hoof it. The, the Just the walking from place yeah. to place, you never see that in L.A., and that's their like mode of conveyance. Most Didn't of the time. know L.A. had a train until that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would have been more L.A. is that if some character was like, were you in The Wire season two? <laughs> and, and he was like, yes, I was. Yes. I'm so you're rich? Uh, here's how TV works, bro. <laughs> and then Moonlight. Barry Jenkins at one point did feel like a your pop filter guy. And then he he is not too big for his britches. His britches aren't big enough for him. If the world was, accepted him. If there was one director uh, that, like, other than Sean Baker, that wasn't specifically designed for me, it would be Barry Jenkins. And I just saw for the first time Beale Street, and and I'm uh, halfway Beale through Street Underground Railroad, and that's my goodness, can this guy like do a lot with a little? And no, that's yes. that's what we're talking about with Sean Baker, you know, like, but fucking Barry. Yeah, this Jenkins. is a pretty like even for even. They both do that kind of thing. Who's the guy who directed La La Land? Oh, he did Whiplash. Right. Director Whiplash, I think is his name. I think Barry Jenkins busted his ass out of reality. Like, I think they were trying to do the same thing. And uh, that guy, not Ryan Johnson. I'm going to call him not Ryan Johnson. Uh, Looking uh, it up. It's just, he's gone now. And Barry Jenkins is like, will you film every movie forever? Well, it's hard when you make La La Land and people think it won. I would also bow out of Hollywood forever. <laughs> now I'm leaving. Mm. You're mean. I think that uh, Tangerine does more with less, but I think ultimately Moonlight is a is a more impressive, more striking film. And it's it's both of them are capital I important while being fun as hell. And as a longtime Go lover, the film Go, and I love being on the Go, and like Charmin, I love the Go, <laughs> Tangerine does get a little like, we're frenetic and fun as hell! And, and Moonlight is just like, I, I think, harkens back to our argument, the uh, under the skin Maliki and like, well, we're going to slow down for a second and fucking think about this. Okay, so yeah. I, uh, I think that it comes down to two scenes. It's uh, Blade. What's his name? Blade? Blade. Marshall Ali. Uh, doing swimming lessons. Yes. And that fucking scene versus 
um, I will give you my wig. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. like that is, <sighs> yeah, it punches you in the fucking chest so hard. Gently. Like, you don't expect it. It's the one inch punch. It's slow, slow, slow. Boom. I think I have to go down. I, I cannot believe I'm voting against Moonlight. Uh, yeah, this is insane. Whew. Ryan is on the tangerine train, yeah. Greg. <laughs> I'm Moonlight. Definitely. Moonlighting for Moonlight. I'm Moonlighting for Moonlight. And I'm out. Cassie? Moonlight. Caitlin? Tangerine. Oh, books. Moonlight. Moonlight moves on. It hurts, but literally every single fight will hurt from here on out. That's how fights work. Don't fight. They hurt. We fucking bitches. We have to take a break, and when we come back, more battles. (laughs) Well, that is very, very funny. Or very sad and perhaps now you have something to think about or very problematic and perhaps we have something to think about but in any event i'm sure you have some reaction to what you're listening to so why not check us out on the social media you can go to instagram or twitter and find us at your pop filter email contacts at your pop filter hey everybody keep watching them movies round one battle seven is Spike Lee's Black Klansman, Ryan? I mean, Black Klansman, uh, we are always like, there's no way that Spike Lee can every decade have one of the best movies of all time. And here we are, and it's unbeatable. And Mike, why don't you tell me the second movie, and then I I, I have such a good question for it. You have such a good question. This is, and I do want to say that is Greg, who has not talked and will not talk yet, pick who put it in good job greg thank you 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 corrected a huge oversight it is up against books pick she will not talk yet the favorite (laughs) okay so the favorite is uh, a typical period piece except not typical it's weird (laughs) and funny um who I I will say this to both Greg and books at the same time. Uh, who does better? How dare you? Who does better with like a, I know my genre, and then putting it on its head and just saying like I'm gonna do I'm uh all right period piece uh police procedural and then spin it around books defend the favorite. I think the favorite brings you a lot of surprises. You think you're getting just a period piece and it's going to bring you so much more, so much comedy that disturbs you and entertains you at the same time. And that's really it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that answers the questions entirely, but I think no. it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, and, and it's, it's to back you up there. It is Yorgos Lathamos. Uh, Greeks are weird. I'm allowed to say that right there in the Italian camp. We're still at a dog and certain people. So, just barely. There's a couple months left. Uh, he, this was his breakout and people were like, oh, the favorite. Yes. Ah, oh, the queen. I love period pieces. I go to the Oscars. And he went, oh, you stupid American motherfuckers. You have no idea what I've done before. I made a weird Greek family dance together. <laughs> <laughs> this is after most people have heard of. Yes. Dogtooth and the Lobster, but have not seen yes. those movies. And pre, no, Killing a Sacred Deer came out after. Right, uh, which taught us. Mike, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just watched Yorgos Lanthimos movies in this very strange way. Yeah, and it turns out I watch them just like everybody else does. <laughs> and Greg, Black Klansman, 
describe i it, it's the sort of the perfect movie for the time uh, dealing with the kkk in oregon i think um which is like colorado colorado so like the we are used to thinking of the kkk in the south but the the truth is it is actually a big enterprise in the west as well yeah uh, colorado is pretty purplish and has been for a long time what about greg what about uh before you watch the movie going in like Spike Lee movie, cool, yeah. and then coming out of it. I definitely, I think it. I think I was like, he's punched out. You know, he's done his best work, and this is not going to be this. But uh, I, I like obvious messages. Yeah, and um, you know, I surely he can't still provoke. And then coming out, I was like, oh damn! Now I remember why I respect him so much. Like, and uh, honestly, I have more excitement about his his forthcoming work. Like yeah. I, I, because He's because of this goddamn movie. director team, Black Klansman was like in video games. You're like in a racing game. There's the speed like, vroom, and yeah. Black Klansman does feel like before. Like I was like, he's done some good stuff, but meh. And then I was like, oh shit! Every time I want to be there. This matchup is spectacular because uh, it feels easy to say like nobody's gonna play us like puppets like Yorgos Lanthimos, and there is somebody mm-hmm. who will. There's, yeah. I think there might be only one, and I do think they are both so good at. This is a normal movie for your grandma. Yeah. Oh, did you think this was a normal movie for your fucking grandma? You are going to get fucked up. There are scenes in this movie where he's just making fun of you. Like, if you are digging on the scene where they call the guy and, like, give him a hard time at the end of the movie, that's Spike Lee making fun of you and you're falling for it. They'll do something and then you're, you're like, you say in the audience, I don't like this. And the character will look at you. And be like, oh, you didn't like that? <laughs> and I do think you sound like to me. the favorite does that too, because you're like, I'm on. The favorite does it too. I'm on. Emma Stone's team. And obviously she's the best and fuck the monarchy. And then she crunches a rabbit under her foot. And she's like, oh, did you think I was a protagonist that you would like? Did you guys like the great better than the favorite? No, I loved the great. The favorite is my favorite. I like the great much better than the favorite. Really? Yeah. Yes. Why? I thought it was one... Uh, I thought it was funnier. It's more fun. It's more fun. Less dark. Less, yeah, less dark. And I feel like at the end of the favorite, I l- left a bit lost, mm. and there was a lot more like room for you know interpretation. Which I mean, whatever. And then the great, it was literally just a story, but in a fun way. And I liked it. I would give Caitlin that. Uh, the end of the favorite was like I don't know what we do about friendship and authority and sisterhood. And at the end of Black Clansman. Spike Lee was like, this is what life is like, idiot. It never gets better. We have to vote, Cassie. We just have to. I agree on that. And I would prefer you to vote first. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Black Klansman. Greg? Uh, it's my pick, and I think it's uh, it might be the favorite, but it's actually Black Klansman. Oh, that confused me. <laughs> Books? I'm really torn. I love both these movies, um, but I'm just going to go with the one I proposed, the favorite. I thought she was going to say the proposal starring Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Everybody changed my mind. That is it. Good movie. Good movie. There's just a part. It's mostly a bad movie, but he is naked and slips and accidentally falls down her whole body, Mm -hmm. and he looks ashamed, and she looks disgusted. Cinema gold. (laughs) Ryan? Uh, I do think the favorite's probably should win like it's better made in every way but uh i'm going black landsman for sure just for kicks i was going to go for the favorite oh i mean you did go for the favorite i I did it it's an amazing movie black Klansman moves the fuck 
on. Your next battle is we got a doubler, Sean Baker. He is back again with 2017's The Florida Project. Ryan? Uh, I cannot believe that after Tangerine, after revolutionizing uh, trans iPhone film, that this guy came back and said, uh, you know, there's people that live just outside of Disney World, and this movie did it. This movie hooked it up. I would absolutely vote for it. It would win no matter what. If it could just not go against my Mike, I'm asking you. This could be the movie of the favorite. decade. 2012's movie of the year. Little director not a lot of people are into called Paul Thomas Anderson. He made a little movie that was uh, threatened throughout its making. By Scientology. What if we all just decided that, like, the master, stupid. Let's do the Florida Project. We could all do that as friends. We could I all be like, know. the master sucks. The master is, again, going back to, like, how do you slow roll? And what he does is, oh, you like Terrence Malick? You like those wheat fields? I'm going to make this scene slow. But it's Joaquin Phoenix slowly walking back and forth, touching one wall, touching another wall. And you're like, there's so much tension in just watching a guy walk. My guy, Sean Baker is my guy. I love him. But I do feel like that, uh, I feel like that uh, it's like uh, Kendrick Lamar was like, hey, to Pippa Butterfly, I'm going to release it. Also, the master, do it. And, like, we were just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. we will. Kendrick yes, said, make the master. And then P.T. Anderson was like, yeah, somebody should be the master. It's a bummer that when people talk about uh, composers and directors, they talk about Spielberg and John Williams. That's not a bummer. That makes sense. Uh, but then it is a bummer that people talk about Danny Elfman, Oinko Boingo Ruled, and Tim Burton. Not enough people talk about what Johnny Greenwood and PTA do together. And it is one of the best creative collaborations fucking ever. That music and what he does with things, the noises that don't aren't music I and how they ramp it up. I hate to interrupt, but like Johnny Greenwood wrote one song. And it's our, my name is Johnny Greenwood, and I'm here to say, and that's all over the master, and we have to listen to that the entire yeah. time. And that you lets that. you know everybody should be declaring who they are and what they're there to say, but they layer it. Where are you guys on the sequel, uh, Master and Commander? <laughs> right? It takes up the sailing is a little bit different. Um, yeah. They set it out to sea a little too much. Yeah. Of, you know, they're like all in cosplay. There's not disturbing hand jobs in that one, so <laughs> I don't know. The Florida Project is like makes us look somewhere we probably would not want to which is late stage capitalism right outside the happiest place on before Earth. it was trendy to talk about late stage capitalism yeah and you really see the effects here like part of what's so good about the florida project is it's not very preachy because nobody ever is like well what am i supposed to do i'm so poor even though i live so close to disney world and man that's an ironic thing but just by showing kids like walking through a parking lot and seeing like what buildings have to be like that are near Disney World, every building near Disney World has to be like somehow magical. And what that means is really tacky and stupid. That's magic. So everything around Disneyland is, is like an awful place to live. But because they need workers, they have to like subject them to mm. living in this awful place. And like we don't often look at that spot. Right. Right? I guess we don't look at the spot of like what it costs to make our dreams come true. Oh no! Like yeah, the whole movie is about without being about it. It's about uh, everyone saying, "Full steam ahead. Do not look to the left or the right." Right. And then what if you did? That's why trams are so fast. Should we talk about the ending a little bit? As like in what way? Like, do we think that it was real or do we think that it ruined the movie? 
The ending, if I recall, does the little girl run through Disney World? She yeah. makes it to Disney World, and then it's fast forward all the way through the park. Yeah, the park rules. <laughs> what was the movie about? <laughs> but like for Sean Baker to put on the screen, this park rules. <laughs> it's pretty clearly though, like a, a fictional thing. I mean, they like she grabs her hand and they start running, and like I don't think that in the reality of the movie they really go into Disney World so much as like they enter into like a dream life. Yeah. yeah, it feels like the end of adaptation, where at a certain point we are in my brother's right. script, yeah. as opposed to I think we're supposed to be the as the viewer, we're like. Yeah, there's no way she'd get into Disney World. And then we have to like follow that next thing. Like, why not? And it's because if a, if two girls just ran up to Disney World and said, we have nothing and it's because of you, can we come inside for free? Disney World, home of all these dreams and magic specifically for children, would look at those two little girls and, and say, laugh. get the fuck out of here. You, you can't you right come now. into this place unless you give us $200. I've never said this fuck word. You. I've never said this word before, but you're a cunt. <laughs> not, not just what it's about books. Uh, how does it blend Willem Dafoe, who is one of the most recognizable actors, with a bunch of non-actor types? Bless <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> did we talk about the most iconic scene from the Florida Project? With uh, Willem Dafoe lighting a cigarette while the fireworks <laughs> yeah, go off. we or have like, not. He turns the lights off and, oh, god damn it. Like, like all the lights coming on as he smokes yes. the balcony, all the lights coming on at the same time. And just like uh, realizing, like, you know what, man? This is my life, I guess. Like, this is this is what my life is going to be. I am the manager of the Florida Project. And but I can sure, do it. I used to be the Green Goblin. But that's not my life anymore. I, I used to be something now. of a scientist myself. But I can do it with honor. I can do it with integrity. Uh, and I can, like, if everybody worked as hard to right. do their job with as much honor. And I don't and you know want to be a parent to your kids, but God damn it, if you force me to, I will be. He doesn't do that thing where, like, every, I have these strict rules. He, like, every case gets right. a Willem Dafoe's new decision about yeah. like, what should happen. How do we feel versus uh, where Nomad Land have halfway through our conversation on our episode about it, we were like, should this just have been a documentary? Did Willem Dafoe do the same thing McDormand did? Uh, or did he? Uh, I would say, I would say that Nomad Land is hurt by the fact that I saw the Florida project. Like Florida project really <laughs> does do everything that that movie's trying to do, but way better with a star. Like I'm going to put a star in the middle of right. a real last thing. And then you, you just don't, like in Nomadland, you never forget that these are non-actors, like standing in for like being re- sort of being right. themselves on screen. In Florida Project, you do forget that because Francis in Nomadland, Francis Midorm is like, uh, "Can I have some of those beans?" And then whoever she's talking to is like, "What's that camera? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! Are you Francis McDormand from Fargo?" <laughs> in in the vein of this movie was hurt because I saw the Florida Project, American Honey did nothing for me because I saw the Florida Project and went, what are you guys doing, American Honey? The star of American Honey was on this week's episode of Loki. Did yeah. See that? Yeah. She did great. Yeah. Because fucking weird-ass Shia LaBeouf wasn't there. But The Master, is this like, would a lot of people put this as like best movie? I think this is a... It's, I mean... Like the best one there is. <sighs> and it's about Scientology, which is crazy that like you could even like make a movie about that's so negative about Scientology. And post-Gladiator, pre-Joker, Joaquin is a good Joaquin to get. Still has the Joker. Like, is that just the way that guy stands? Yeah. Plus, he's okay. terrifying. <laughs> Pre-death, Philip Seymour Hoffman is yeah. so much better than post-death. Man, yeah. Death. I don't like the Two of remake of Weekend Bernie's. In a scene together and like it's doing like the audit or whatever. <laughs> it's Kevin just... McCarthy and... <laughs> 
books. Final words on the Florida Project and then vote, please. I think the Florida Project is brilliant. Everyone should watch it and then like watch something happy afterwards because you're going to be real grossed out. That's my advice. (laughs) Um, And my vote goes for the master. Greg. Yeah. I love the Florida project, but the master is an amazing, incredible, crazy movie. Cassie. Yeah. I'm gonna go for the Florida project. That's my girl, Caitlin. I'm going to go for the master. Ryan. In the next director draft we do, I, I hope to get Sean Baker. Like, I really think that he is I will die first. my guy. <laughs> uh, but I already have Paul Thomas Anderson. It, and the master you. is the pick. It. I also think none of us have talked about, we all grew up in the shadow of the first and lesser Disney park. Uh-huh. And uh, we, gratefully, thankfully, we, we were not as destitute as the stars of the Florida Project. But it definitely is hard to ignore that of like, oh, fuck, I've seen that in real life. Well, yeah. like one thing that's kind of funny is like all of our lives, uh, everyone in here is just like at 930, the sky just like explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It just, and, and you sometimes you forget until you're like, what the fuck is all that? And it's Disneyland. Every single night at 930, which is after right. my bedtime, coincidence, <laughs> Disneyland explodes in the know. sky. And we all hear it for miles and miles and miles all around them to provide entertainment just to some people in their park. It, it, it's not just that we're used to it. We like we will find ways against it, like fucking bullshit, <laughs> goddamn it, and then like put like close the window or put an eye mask on. Like that stupid firework again. The master moves on. Fireworks suck. Go watch Sean Baker's films. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. It's the next round. <laughs> Round two, battle one, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse versus First Cow into the First Cow-Averse. It's, it's been so long since we have talked about I didn't know these movies were in this bracket. I did not know. Um, this is a, uh, opposites for sure. This is like the <laughs> slowest and most frenetic movie yeah. on the list going up against each other. But both of them incredibly loving and a ton of heart so that way they're similar gotta have heart let me ask you this greg if that is your real name uh what would you rather watch uh first cow into the cowverse directed by those directors or spider-man and the spider-verse directed by kelly reichert i would like to go into the cookie verse i want to see like all the different cookies from like different times and stuff uh meal i think that grandma (laughs) i think he's pretty much the same in every time but i bet there's some like uh maybe like in ratatouille times where he's able to be a famous baker and that would just be so nice to see (laughs) and a rat yeah and also a rat to boot you know and how how are you going to possibly figure that out if you're a rat but you also want to be a cook well, what you got to do is made a movie about climb it. up on somebody's head, right? Pull their hair to control their bodies, which is how it's it horrific. Works. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever think about like the other verses? Like, uh, what if there was into the mic verse and they all land there at the exact same time and all the same time they're like, "What? Who? You're fat. Where's Ryan?" That's how they would act. <laughs> I've lived that. You guys yeah, did that did on the, my bachelor the party, D&D into and the mic I verse. didn't know into the spider verse was such a hurtful roast on Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> But it, if you were to say, which would I want to watch right now, which is a question that I like and you guys do not like when I ask. But if we were like, okay, everybody, we're going to watch a movie right now. We could either put on First Cow or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Is there any world in which someone's like, hey, man, put on First Cow? It's fucked up that we're in a group doing this, right? Like nobody's just like group setting First Cow. <laughs> but with Spider-Man, Spider-Man, like if you had a tough day at work, into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. If you had a great day at work. Into the, into the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. <laughs> right? If, if you're, you're in the middle of work. Into the Spider-Verse. If you're drunk or high. Spider-Verse. Sobering up. Spider-Verse. 
I think Greg's question is bonk ass shit. Who cares what you want to watch right now? But there's no You way. asked it. <laughs> there's no way that first cow is moving on. Let's just be adult about this and move on to the comic book cartoon. Who raises their hand for first cow? I will vote for first. I love the bravery. I love, and you know I love Spider-Man. Yeah, you own the hoodie. Into the Spider-Verse. It's such a cool movie. It's it's not that First Cow beats it by a lot, but I just like, there is so much to First Cow. There is so much to think about. There is so much that's unanswered. And, it's that's more interesting to me than, than Spider-Man's. And, and there's a lot of unknown in, in the Spider-Verse as well. Uh, Alchemax, like, are they going to talk more about that company? I just wonder. Um, <laughs> but I, ultimately, like, First Cow makes me excited to like movies in a way that's just slightly more than Spider-Verse. Also, in First Cow, uh, Cookie threw a bagel at the cow, and it did not say bagel on the screen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You just <laughs> failed, Kelly. You fucking failed. Spider-Verse moves on. And it also, I think, defines Pop Filter a little more than First Cow. First Cow, it might be too new. I I, I think you might be wrong. I think. Anyway, let's move on. It's a new era, Mike. How about that? Round two, battle two, is Terrence Malick's Tree of Life versus Afonso Cuaron's Aroma. This is tough stuff. <laughs> I was just going to start forcing votes. This is yeah, probably the the two best movies in the bracket. Like, if I if I said first count makes me like excited to like film, Tree of Life and Roma might be one and two for movies that like do that. I I do earlier. I said Mad Max Fury Road is everything a movie should be. I think Alfonso Cuarón more. Terrence Malick is like fucking think, be a little confused. And Alfonso Cuarón's like, I'm going to tell a beautiful story, and also you're going to be delighted the whole time, even though it's a little slow. And you'll learn a little bit about Mexican history. Here's how you make movies. Terrence Malick is a little bit our Stanley Kubrick in that you make great movies, but man, chill the fuck. Like, <laughs> just you obviously get a, like a little bit much. Down a little bit. A little dude. bit much. Think of like Quaron, like Roma is saying all the same things Tree of Life's, Life is saying, but it is not like, boom, jellyfish. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> and this is a sperm. Boom. Is this an asteroid or is this sperm going into an egg? You don't even know. And do you remember in Roma, we, we had that entire organic, beautiful story about a woman who worked at a house. And then instead of dinosaurs, we had that like a uh, one shot of like the, the riot outside. Yeah. The uh, revolution. We yeah, earned right. that shit. It wasn't like, yeah. and now dinosaurs. It, yeah. yeah. It does feel like I would believe if both of them, Malik and Kiran were, in a screening of 2001 Space Odyssey, and Malik's went, I'm going to do that too. And Karan's like, I don't fucking need to do that yeah. for mine. <laughs> and I'm glad both types of movie exist. I'm not. One should be burned. <laughs> but it, it ultimately, when say. it comes down to ranking them, I find that I do default to like, well, Roma kind of did fewer movie tricks and kind of mm. just instead... Like just believed in itself a little bit more, believed in the authenticity of its story, believed that it it could be universal without literally showing you a picture of the universe. You know what? What I hate about me, Greg, so much. Yeah, dude. Quran uh, has so many more great movies, but like, I'm leaning towards Malik because after this, he went off the deep end. Like he's so yeah. Dumb. What's that like, fucking so Javier Bardem one that blew? Yeah. Oh, that's books about <laughs> Roma, oh, Roma or Trila. Thank you, Greg. Roma. Ryan. Tree Life. Cassie. Roma. Caitlin. Roma. Roma moves on. Round two, battle three is Mad Max Fury Road versus Moonlight. Again, they all hurt, folks. They all <laughs> hurt. I don't know where any... Everybody's eyes are just frozen. Nobody wants to talk about it. Well, I think I like Mad Max 
the least of anybody here. You hate driving. You're the reverse Cassie, I've learned. We love driving and you hate it. Which isn't to say that I don't like it, but just I don't. I'm the one who liked it the least out of mm-hmm. out of anybody here. Greg, there was a part where Max was like vroom vroom, and we all cheered. And you, did I, not I love that. I loved how they said things were chrome, right? so shiny, so think, chrome. Yeah, I think we all loved that. Uh, but like moonlight, I feel like peers into the human condition and then displays it in a way that like aliens could come in a million years and they would understand what it is to be human in a way that Mad Max just doesn't quite portray. Like the reality, are, like are you getting pissed? Are you getting like I'm just saying, Nicholas the Beast, yeah, about a boy, Holt, Holt. Holt. Yeah. I was getting there. I was just saying all of his nicknames oh, yeah. before. <laughs> Give me a second to talk. Uh, the the war boy. The he was witnessed by his god king because he said witness me, and he was. Yeah. Uh, and he's still because he was finally er- allowed around the prisoners and the these sex slaves and he slowly learned this is what kindness is and this is what the world is actually about tell me that's not about the human condition greg also mike you have to admit vroom vroom <laughs> and from vroom and i lo- i love vroom vroom there's some cool cars such in a liar. Such a liar. he hates vroom vroom i do but just like like what elevates the medium what like what captures the essence i think that's the question right this pairing is crazy to me Movies, man, to, to rip from Greg. It's crazy that all of these count as movies, that these are all the same thing. But I think about the next 10 years. I think about the past 10 years and the next 10 years, and I think that we will get, like, perfect as it was, I think we'll get another Moonlight, and we will never get another period. I, from Barry Jenkins, we'll get another Moonlight. Like, he's not done, and he's yeah, going to keep doing it. just rip it up. He's yeah, going to. Just, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go jump back in the studio and I'm just going to make a fucking other moonlight. It'll be a bing, bang, boom. He can't make another car chase. Though. Have you seen his other movies? He does keep doing it. <laughs> Caitlin, vote. Oh, my God. This is so hard. It's Mad Max, obviously. <laughs> Cassie. You know what? It's the heightened cars for me. It's Mad Max. Greg. I'm a moonlight man. Books. Uh, Mad Max. Ryan. <laughs> I do think Moonlight might as well be Sean Baker. Like as much as it pushes my buttons, like I really do mm-hmm. think that it's like this is what movies are supposed to be. But a different way of thinking is Fury Road is what movies are supposed to be, <laughs> like, and it's Fury Road. Fury Road. That movies. fucking sucked. That hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was painful. One. I mean, that's the the angels on either of our shoulders, right? Like, like you know how much we like loud bang yay, and then how much we like <laughs> cars, think pain. <laughs> There's some, yeah, Lao Bang Yang. It's a real Cars versus Cars 2 situation. <laughs> I'm a planes guy. <laughs> that's what your Tinder says. <laughs> You're lad, and that's why it's nobody swipes. That's why when, when, we, when I play Magic, I only play white. <laughs> I'm a planes guy. <laughs> you know what? Took an extra beat to get there, and I fucking love it. Everybody, that's not racist. That's I know, no. Magic white is planes. Okay, so the thing with mana is you have swamps, you have... You're drawing on the power of the planes is the thing. It's kind of a sorcery-based magic because you're yeah. drawing. Uh, your last battle of the second round, it's Black Klansmen versus the Master. Everybody hurts. Spike Lee would be like, uh-huh, I see. It's against what movie again? Okay, that's <laughs> mm, cool. Mm, mm, no, very good. I like it. Mm, mm, mm. It's very on the nose. Brian. I, Give us the monologue. I love how Spike Lee is provocative you know like i cannot wait to see every spike lee movie and i fucking hate that greg took him in that director track like he is my guy can we say it was not allowed yeah no it was cheating 
Like Greg was like, yeah. this will piss right off. And now you and I share him. Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Rules are crazy. Greg leaned over and he was like, I know, I don't want this, but it will upset you. And then took Spike Lee. But I took PTA. And I do think that like for all of his flaws and like all the flaws that we appreciate, but also are like, those are still flaws. Uh, PTA doesn't have that. Uh, the master is in insane. I, I, <laughs> actually, here's a background story. Uh, <laughs> on Moody, movie of the year, we I've were like, uh, we were about to do like 2011. We were like, nah, let's do 1975 because the master would fucking crush yeah, that. We year. looked at it and went, well, yeah. it's just going to win. <laughs> but I really wanted to watch it. So that's why I wanted to do he that year. And then when it. we did this, you know what I did? I watched the master and I'm glad that I did. Do you- I will say this. Mike, Greg, did not propose Spike Lee into the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. That was me. I gave an impassioned speech. Mike did not steal Spike Lee from me in the director draft. That was great. He fucking stole it. It's still, yeah, it's the master. Do you guys think it's a little bunk that PTA named a movie about his role in the directing Hall of Fame? Because he is the master? It's a little bunk. (laughs) Thank you. Caitlin, vote. Uh, I'm going to go with the master. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Ryan's scary right now, so you just fucking go with the master, Cassie. It's the master. <laughs> Ryan. I guess it's the master. No, it's obviously the master. If, Greg. if we don't say this, Ryan will say, you pig fucks. <laughs> did, I, did I go Alec Baldwin? No. No. No, you're fine. You're great. Uh, it's the master. Bucks. There's always a part of me that just wants to piss Ryan off, but I'm going to go with the master. Hell yeah. That's yeah. why you're my favorite. The master, I think we just gave it all away. The master yeah. wins this battle, uh, and it's not just because we're scared of Ryan. Next round, next battle, it is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse versus Roma into the Romaverse. I will say, Roma would have been a better movie if that uh, main character had a bunch of other alternate dimension main characters and they she did the house she did when they go up to the roof at the very end of it and she's washing and you can see there's women on every single yeah, room that's mm-hmm. the fucking the rich people verse. treat that's all the their Roma maid nannies the same right there that her story mexico is the roma and just to her fucking get it it's cultural commentary to everybody why don't Ryan? you understand okay. what you said you watched it's the it. same exact thing okay they're saying the same thing it's you like, could have told this movie about all of them it's like we did it on the show remember we made a movie of the year what? I feel like I said my thing. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking over you. So I haven't I talked to what you. Were saying books vote. Roma or verse Spider Verse? Shit, uh, Spider Verse. Oh, oh this my is goodness. Good. Oh, no, I'm gonna have to use my second one, Caitlin. What if we get kicked out of the movie podcast world? <laughs> yes, uh, honestly, dude, we already got a couple memos saying like, get back in line. Right. Careful, and now we're guys. That. It's fun that you're like the fun wacky. Yeah, one, but fucking pull your shit together. Caitlin. We are movie critics, Caitlin. I think, please think. I think movie critics would agree that this movie is just above and beyond. It set a standard. It's iconic. People will look back at it. It's Spider Verse, bitches. <laughs> Everything she said, I thought she was gonna say Roma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cassie. Also, when Caitlin talks, like all the elbows and knees go everywhere. <laughs> I have a hard opinions coming. Honestly, though, like if you were like Caitlin, definitely go watch Roma. You're gonna like it more than Spider Verse. She would. She absolutely would. I've I actually do. seen a little bit of it. <laughs> uh, hey, and I turned it off. You guys know how Netflix just starts playing the movie uh. when you scroll on it. I do think the kids commit some food crimes, so you might relate. Cassie. Uh, I'm going to make you pull your veto, and I'm going to go Spider-Verse. She's Holy calling the God. bluff. Wait, did you vote already? You voted for Ryan. Would you, 
I'm Roma. Yeah. It's fucking Roma. So Let's, we, like, can we be adult for one second in this fucking podcast? Yeah, I mean, no, they, like, no. like on a list I of lo- best movies ever. I love ever. that Spider-Verse made it this yeah, far. Yeah. Come on. But Roma, I have to use my second one. And we have so many of these shows left. We have so many of these shows left, but I use my second one. Roma moves on. Round three. Battle. This one is Mad Max Fury Road versus The Master. Oh, looky, looky, looky. Everyone wants to come over to my side of the boat now, huh? Yeah, you were all Mad Max men before, but now you're going to join the... The Master Men? I'm not going to... Yeah, I don't... The Master Race. (laughs) Anyway, so, I like the master. Now I want Fury Road. Based because on Greg's, Greg's an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> because I was a jerk. Running around the stage like a cult leader? Mike, I asked you not. Ryan, I what asked if you I, to tell about Greg, two different stop cults. acting like a Ryan, cult leader. Ryan, what if I told you there is a movie where Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's so, right now, like I don't even care who directed it. That's on stage. Okay, well then guess what, idiot? No, no. Paul Thomas Anderson. Ryan, what if I told the you them. there's a movie, Charlie's Theron. And one of Tom Hardy when he remembers how to act. You know, Mike, that what Greg said is so much better than what you said, I right? know, but what, I mean, what else do I got? You maybe should have gone first. To have oh, more shit. Impact. Can we pretend I went first? <laughs> Don't get addicted to water, Ryan. I love the movie Fury Road. And I do love that like it is sort of like what society believes to be the best movie of the decade. But uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Paul Thomas Anderson, directed by PTA, in those two jail cells next to each other. Yes. That's... Yeah, dude. You're never going to top that. And See, I know that some people have, oh, my guitar has fire. What we have to decide is do we simply reflect perfectly the pop culture understanding or do we lead perfectly the pop culture conversation? And I think that now is a moment where we have to sort of take the lead a little bit because a lot of people are going to say it's Mad Max or they'll be confused and they'll say it's Mad Men and they, because they haven't been following it. Nah, nah, right? nah, nah. But You're such a when, pig fuck. This is when we have to put our arm around everybody and say, come on, come on, champ. <laughs> the other thing too is that like... Uh, it'll take you to a good movie. We talk, We have <laughs> talked so much about Stanley Kubrick uh, casting Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, or casting Ryan O'Neill. You know, but like he cast Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in those roles and they were like... And he just whispered to the both of them, Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. And then just let them do their thing. It's weird how the truth hurts. The master. I also think that you could have made the master a play and those two could have switched the role every night. Oh, I love that shit. Oh, shit. I just. Books, I'm going to need your vote. Uh, The master. Caitlin. We did it. Uh, Mad Max. (laughs) Cassie. There's an ideal bracket that would represent 10 years of movies and it's Spider-Verse versus Mad Max. So (laughs) Mad Max moves on. (laughs) Ryan and Greg, you could just say it together. The master. <laughs> uh, I was going to, if I had a vote, is Jesse Plemons, he's in the master? Yes, everybody is in. Uh, Mr. Robot's in it. Kevin. The lead singer Blake, of Queen? Christian Slater. Rami Malik. <sighs> the master moves on. Look at us being a normal-ass fucking movie podcast. It's Roma versus the Master. hey You know, Mike, when you think that being weird is cool, then maybe it's not that cool, you know? Yeah. Fanny pack? I don't have... I haven't worn a fanny pack in years. The, I think for me, this is... I have a satchel now. This is like... This is one and two of movies. But what is one, Greg? But what is one? Say it right now. It's it's the Master. I think it it's the Master. I think that... It has, it says more 
it barely manages to say more interesting things than Roma. Roma is a uh, this is how filmmaking works. Like this is how like it should be taught in film school. Like this is the best thing that has ever happened. The master is why podcast break. Like we will never like we could have a show about the master. We um, we had a show about Roma. We That's will never really stop good. talking. Like the master is the my favorite director. This is his best movie. It really is his best movie. Books, what are you voting for? Roma. Ooh, two to one, Cassie. Roma. Oh, two to two, Caitlin. Roma. I'm using my last one. I got nothing for TV comedy. The master fucking has to take this down. It ends it here, and it feels so right. You are a fascist, my friend. <laughs> Look, I, I believe in democracy until it obviously is... doesn't work. It's always prefaced with your vote counts, and every time yeah. you realize, no, it fucking You're doesn't. It. Oh, just I just say in that accordance with what we. You guys want don't see how many mirrors there are, and when I say that, I'm looking in my own <laughs> eyes and say your vote counts. This will be fun for you. For you, you did the for right. You. you did the right thing in the wrong way. But you you did the right thing. This is like when you look at this list of movies, the master goes, it's me. And yeah. then when you watch the master, you're like, okay, now I know why that word was singing. Look, if me. it couldn't be Fury Road, it had to be. The yeah, this is that Fury Road is uh, like, it's so out there. Like, it's not going to be forgotten. I feel like Roma is sort of on that borderline of getting forgotten. We brought it back, guys. No, I mean, it's but the, the master. Okay, the I was like, won, no, I the master. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, thank you all for listening, Caitlin. Give a little plug. Uh, you should listen to Unnatural Twenties. It's where books, Cassie and myself all hang out, uh, and it's where we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a d twenty. It's a twenty sided dice. It's really fun. We talk about twenty cool different topics and about going through our twenties. And most of them, you Woo. guys talk about how like. How Kelly Reichardt versus Talents Malik, like right? We talk a lot about shit. directors because <laughs> we know a lot of them. This, do you guys? Sometimes she goes Maya Rudolph. Do you guys ever know this? Yes. Sometimes I'm, oh, 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 that was a good. That was a good character. That was like a fully realized person that she just became for a second. Less describe, more than. <laughs> okay. This has been a Pop Filter Podcast joint anniversary show. In the feature, we're doing TV comedy, TV drama. Can I and just congratulate everybody on the show for not having to tell anybody on this episode what Pop Filter means to them? That was awesome to not have to say that. Oh. I forgot. We'll do that next time. Until then, keep watching those movies. Oh, that's what we say on the other show. <laughs> we did it. <laughs>